everyone. Welcome to AEO Radio Lab podcast. My name is Kadlaraj. I am the AEO fellow and the host of today's episode. Today we will talk about a very exciting topic, two popular majors at NU, which are political science and economics. To explore those two majors in depth, we invited students in a good academic standing majoring in these disciplines. Let's meet our first guest, Adia, who studies political science and international relations. Hi! Salam! Hello! <laughs> our second guest is Madi, who majors in economics. Greetings, everyone! So, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, now, let's start off with a more general and brief question about your majors. So, Adia, what are the key focus areas of political science? What is it about? Okay, so political science is a, shol- is a social science that studies political processes and behavior. And politics is pretty much about everything. Um, for instance, the water that you drink, it's comparative politics. The war in Ukraine, it's international relations. Um, the decisions that your local Akimat makes about uh, some festival, it's uh, public policy. So political science studies lots of fields and uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. Now I want to ask the same question from Madi. Could you tell us about the economics major? That's really cool because Adia's words can be used to describe the economics as well. Uh, because economics is also social science. Uh, it tends to describe uh, the people's ability to manage the scarce resources that we have to cover our immense, immense needs and desires, I believe. Um, also, economics is everywhere. So wherever you, like the studio in which we're sitting currently, is also <laughs> is also a product of something uh, of efficiency and productivity in terms of economics. Um, I would like to say that economics is very wide field uh, to research, and it consists of microeconomics, macroeconomics, game theory. I believe there's also political game theory that we have in the university, and it's really interesting. Yeah, thank you both for this insightful information, actually. I didn't know that this mundane, everyday things can be like related to this, all of these fields. And now, let's dive deeper into the similarities and differences between uh, your disciplines. So, Adia, in your opinion, in what ways do political science and economics intersect with each other? I believe there are lots of ways where political science and economics intersect, but um, as for me, the biggest one is political economy. We have such a class here at NU. I think it's like for our department and for economics department, they are separate. So um, political economy, uh, it studies how politicians make decisions about the economy. And it could be international political economy, let's take European Union countries and their trade that they do and uh, the well the economical exchange that we have that they have and we also have local political economy let's say um, the politicians who make decisions about whether they want to lower the taxes or keep the taxes as they are so um, yeah here you need to have the basic knowledge of politics well yeah. let's say yes yeah. <laughs> and also the economics as well yeah that's really interesting actually uh, i can also yeah, adapt, yeah. i can also adapt to that so we have the political economy course being offered by the economics department department on the third year mm-hmm. so it's a 300 level course and they all, always had the midterms quizzes and the finals at the senate hall which mm-hmm. sounds really political <laughs> uh, and okay. we also dreamed where is it first of all uh, second of all uh, 
what what is uh, what is there to be described as a Senate. Uh, political economy. Many people have uh, given feedback, had given uh, the feedback about it as being really interesting course offered also by the very competent professor. So. I really kind of regret that I didn't take the course uh, being a third grader, mm. uh, being a, a third year student of economics, but I would really advise it to all of the majors that we have. Yeah, sure. thank you. Thank you for your advices. And Madi, could you shed some light on the distinctive aspects of economics that sets it apart from political science? Yeah, I guess uh, if we look at the differences between economics and political science, they actually share a lot of common things. Uh, and most of the politicians or economists uh, that you can see worldwide, internationally famous, they had the backgrounds in both of those fields. Uh, however, talking about the differences, I can say it's all about approach. Uh, mm -hmm. So, as Adia once said, uh, um, political science students and people who work in political science fields, they are concerned with qualitative sides of um, gathering information. So, it's interviews, uh, mm -hmm. it will be focus groups, uh, while um, economists always would like to work with data. It's evidence, it's um, maybe real-time, time frame-based, and we're, there's also um, an econometrics course uh, that is being offered by the by the professor who, who I talk was Berke Wozaglu. And uh, they would like to make you work on the indicators, a lot of data, a lot of observations, and you can always say, based on evidence, that this thing works, this thing don't, uh, while I guess political science um, leaves a lot of field for the interpretations, uh, for uh, some opinions, for the debating uh, points of view. So I guess that will be the main difference. I would add to that. Um, yeah, it's true that uh, political science majors work mostly with qualitative data, but um, well, I would like to share some insight. And it's like inside joke for our majors that oh. um, the that data that the economy, economist majors uh, use, like it's... Uh, <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you that. said that yourself. Okay. okay. Um, it's that um, they work with models. And mm -hmm. sometimes they, in real life, they do not work as um, as expected. And uh, but it's also the same for political science. Just because we are all social sciences and we make some expectations about how uh, people would make decisions in certain contexts, but sometimes it doesn't work out. And in terms of quantitative data, in uh, political science, we also have such a course. Uh, it's uh, called quantitative methods. Uh, it's a required course, and uh, it's also very interesting because we work with uh, again with data and uh, learn how to code it in um, in a program called R Studio. I haven't taken the course, but I have to next year, and I believe that it will be quite exciting. Fair point. <laughs> Okay, now I think most of the freshman students are interested in career opportunities in the majors. So let's start with career opportunities in economics. Okay, so I guess uh, from all of the majors across new, I guess uh, not taking the engineering uh, as it provides some practical, practical skills in the field, you can end up in absolutely every workplace and vac and fulfill every vacancy that is uh, listed in the headhunter or the LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, for economics, uh, especially in new students, always prefer to go for the. 
Astana International Finance Center, uh, mm-hmm. big four accounting firms, business valuation, something that uh, every NU student is willing and ready to do. It's always about some analytics. Uh, it's about making some market overviews. And it also can be about big three, some consultancy firms uh, that uh, NU students would like to end up in. Um, economics doesn't prepare you for the work in um, in the finance or business or entrepreneurship it's always preparing you it gives a good solid foundation for everything you can do in this world it's mm-hmm. it's basic information about inflation how the government works taxation pension funds maybe and for career opportunities economics uh, provides you really a lot of a lot of jobs that you can end up in mm-hmm. okay Adia, what kind of career paths do political science majors pursue? Okay, so as a first year, uh, I used to imagine that as policy major, I would go to two places, and they are, they are the only ones. So it's the government mm-hmm. um, here in Kazakhstan or any other government, <laughs> uh, preferably in the EU, mm-hmm. um, or um, international organization organizations such as UN and its agencies. But um, now I do realize that there. There are lots of places that political science majors can go to, and lots of them intersect with uh, where uh, economics majors can go yep. to. Um, for instance, one of the places uh, that we can use our skills, uh, set skills, set of skills, um, namely uh, analytical, critical thinking, and uh, writing and reading, it's journalism. And uh, as a policy major, just because you know how international relations work, you could uh, write for... Um, I don't know, a big media that writes about um, international affairs, or you could write about um, businesses, uh, local businesses and government decisions and anything. So just because I'm practicing it right now, I do understand that there are lots of ways that you can go to. And also, um, uh, you can learn, you can go to uh, MA studies and uh, study public policy and then go to uh, public administration, for instance. So you're not limited uh, in the choices. There are lots of things. And at the same time, it's like, I don't know, sometimes it's quite of a pressure because, uh, well, there are lots of choices and you don't know which one to decide. But again, it gives pretty much um, many opportunities to try and to see if it works for you or not. Yeah, I agree with that. I think in most majors, especially in social sciences, you should just get creative and explore and you you will find any any job you would like to. Uh, yeah, I guess in terms of journalism, uh, there's always a stereotype that political science students are 24-7 on their phones, checking the political news all across the world, <laughs> and they can basically create a Telegram channel to broadcast everything that <laughs> they can say about uh, how it's it can be described through some political science background, uh, f- some models, uh, political science. I don't know any of this. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's just liberalism or communism. And it's simple as that. Oh, no. uh, okay. Uh, okay. Until we get controversial, let's go to the next question. <laughs> yeah, actually, you touched upon the next question, which is going to be about myths. So I'm sure when you told your parents or your friends that you study political science or economics, they had uh, some kind of assumptions about you. Uh, so let's discuss it. And let's start with idea and political science, misconceptions and myths. Talking of relatives, um, my parents still do not know what I'm studying. Oh they God. do not um, 
completely understand. They say that, oh. well, this is very much interesting, but we do not understand this. <laughs> yeah. So talking of myths, uh, the first one and the very common one here at the new is that our policy majors grab their uh, latte cups or, I don't know, matcha tea, and um, they are very, very... Um, big laptops and go to Starbucks and sit there all day and do nothing, which is not true or for some people maybe, but uh, <laughs> as for me, um, between the finals and midterm weeks, I spend all my days in ho different hoodies and uh, yeah, with my, yes, also with my laptop in my hands, but without <laughs> a latte or something like this. And the second one is that uh, most of us want to pursue our careers in the UN. Well, uh, as f uh, if we talk to, if you had a chance to talk to the first years, yes, maybe most of them do imagine working in at, at, U at the UN agencies. But at the same time, uh, by the end of the first year or even the second year, you do understand that, well, UN is not the only place you can go to. And uh, quite fairly speaking, uh, UN, well, I do not appreciate the work that they're doing <laughs> right now, especially Security Council. Yeah. But it's just my humble opinion. Okay. Uh, that is <laughs> like League of Nations, UN. So, sounds really fancy. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of the yeah. economics, I guess uh, I'm predicting your next question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miss about economics. Uh, I guess I can share a personal insight about the political science. So I have a, um, I have a friend uh, that we shared some courses together previous semester. Mm -hmm. And she actually had a MacBook with her uh, every time. And she really enjoys drinking matcha tea. So for me, the stereotype <laughs> is more than working, more than okay. realistic. So in terms of economics, um, everybody thinks that it's all about money. It's all about business. It's about uh, making your own, like opening an IP and mm -hmm. starting starting some trades. Uh, but I believe, as I've previously described economics, it's all about some utility, overall happiness. It's about productivity. Uh, it's about monitoring fiscal policies that governments, what can governments do, for example, to perform their tasks pretty accurately and efficiently. Um, in terms of in terms of the myths, so many people would like to ask if you're an economist or you're majoring in economist in economics, uh, why don't you usually end up in the fourth list? Mm -hmm. And it might be the fair point, but some of us do. Uh, I hope uh, in future. <laughs> uh, and the second myth that I would like to share it's. Um, that uh, economics is not practical anymore. We are studying some outdated information that was once relevant and now it's no longer. Mm -hmm. And since many people who, who are going to Big Four and Big Three, they are taking some practical courses outside the university. So it will be either Coursera or Udemy courses. Uh, and they all, always share it on LinkedIn. Uh, so you have the fear of missing out. Um, Actually, the economics provides um, some somewhat rigid foundation of what uh what is going on in the world. Right. So when you see the speculations about the inflation, uh, the credit debts that Kazakh, Kazakh people have every time, uh, after some researches in economics, you usually can um, debunk those myths mm -hmm. and see the lies, uh, see the exaggerations. And it's really fun. It's really fun for me, especially. And useful as well. 
Yeah, I would add to that that, well, as a policy major, when you read news, it's also, mm. uh, you start to understand that lots of things that people say are lies. <laughs> they are not true wow. or they are exaggerated. And yeah, and also uh, in terms of uh, social science majors, uh, the common myth is that we have very uh, uh, low rate of uh, um, career opportunities. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people think that we struggle with finding work. And sometimes it's true. Um, uh, again, it's uh, sometimes it's pure luck. And most of yeah. the times, it's the work that you put in. So if you work hard and you actually know the thing that you do, you will do good. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't do the work, well, then you might uh, end up jobless. End up jobless, right? <laughs> True. Uniform for all majors. Yes. You guys told us uh, that you've taken courses of each other, like uh, Adia took economics classes and Madi also took some econ classes. So why didn't you decide to, for example, major in economics and choose political science and vice versa? So yeah, could you share your impressions? Yeah, I can start. Uh, so I've I've took one course as a uh, a political science. It's it it was a politics one hundred one, I guess. Uh, so as a as an economic student, you have to fulfill the requirements of four social science courses and three humanities courses. If I'm if I'm being right, due to the academic handbook that we have, and. It was really an interesting course that was taught by Neil Collins, uh, the professor here, and uh, it was a, it was a really a political science moment when we had that we always uh, in the Zoom chat. It was a distance, um, so we, everyone was in was in their towns, and in the chat we were discussing in private messages at Zoom whether the professor is um, uh, English or not. So is he from England or England or not? Yeah. And we were always trying to ask it from him. And once once we did during the Q and A session, it turned out that he's Irish. Um. And from the political view standpoint, that's a that's a really controversial thing. And <laughs> it was a quite an insight about political science that we have. Um, I really enjoyed this process uh, because one of my research works that I've done was about election process in Malaysia. I believe mm. it's. It's really a weird thing because you don't understand the Malay language. Uh, yeah. You don't know anything about the cultural aspects of this country. And you can see that it's really weird and strange for a person that uh, doesn't belong to politics uh, usually. Um, but I did it. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I've actually gave a positive feedback on the course, mm -hmm. and for me, a political science was among the uh, among the majors that I've considered after transferring from the um, electrical engineering. So it was among economics and political science, uh, but as one of the stereotypes and myths that we had is uh, political science, you are going to the work into a government, and it might be actually problematic. So mm -hmm. I've decided to choose economics. Oh. Okay, so um, in my first year, I had three choices, and they took all the required courses for three majors, and I could declare any of them. Um, so my experience with microeconomics class in my first semester, well, <laughs> it was an interesting experience, let's say. Um, it started good, like um, to the whole point where you learn that where demand and supply meet, it's good. 
yes. I Equilibrium. I yeah. Was in economics so yeah, so it, it was interesting up to that point. Yes. And then the the graphics started to become more challenging, and there were other lines adding up, like something strange happening. And though I really tried hard to learn the, to, to read the textbook and to listen to the professor and go to the office hours. For me, understanding this was quite challenging. And then I took also macroeconomics class and it became even more interesting because at the time I already took the international relations class and it was also GDP and um, mm. the state economy. So this thing started to become easier. But mm. at the same time, again, when it comes to graphs, well, that's the most yeah. interesting part. So in political science, we have, well, not that many graphs. So <laughs> I'm not saying that this is the only <laughs> option I had, and that's why I chose political science. No, but just, well, it depends on the person, I guess. Mm. And uh, also in political science major, um, there is a class, political economy. Uh, I think it, it's um, taught by Professor Maya Savievska. Uh, it's a very demanding course. I didn't take it, but people said that it's interesting. Also, there is political game theory course, uh, which is also very demanding. But again, it's very interesting. But the grades there, I think, do not go higher than B+. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure it's because of the cl because class is hard or it's because economics is hard. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that's it. Uh, but my favorite course in as policy major was um, I took it last semester it was science technology and international affairs mm -hmm. by professor Sabina Nisibayeva and there we talked about chemical weapons biological weapons nuclear mm -hmm. weapons um, how internet affects the society and politics and how digital politics change the world right now mm -hmm. like Twitter politics mm -hmm. Trump and everything yeah. so and we uh, and I in the very first minutes of our uh, talking I said that politics is about everything and actually yes. it is because science um, it's also about politics because politicians give the money for the yeah. research and development and so that's why well some fields are over researched and others are under researched yeah so yeah, this was my what was your first uh, your favorite course in economy in economics, uh, in economics. arguably um International trade course gives a really cool insight about how the trade works worldwide and why do countries usually trade? Because it's like you can you can um, evaluate the process quantitatively. So let's say that I produce bananas. It's a, it's really a favorite example of all economists. <laughs> well, it's it's on the apples yes. and bananas every yeah. time. Even so. Politics. No, it's so in economics. economics. I mean, I remember something from my oh, macro okay, microeconomics. Okay. It's like five grade math classes when you have someone with 300 kilos of apples doing something. And for example, I produce bananas. Uh, Karlgar produces some chocolates. And if we produce it on our own or decide to produce both of those products, we can be as efficient. If, for example, I, I was since my childhood, I was really focusing on producing uh, apples and I have to I know how to do it. And you basically know how to make chocolates. So I, I have to specialize in bananas, in apples or bananas. Doesn't matter. Names are interchangeable. And uh, you produce chocolates and we can trade those at the special rate, for example. It's based mm -hmm. on how we evaluate those goods. Mm -hmm. 
opportunity cost of everything but i actually have to give the second place uh it's an extra nominee uh to a game theory course and recently political game theory and economics game theory have become anti-requisites since they cover this the similar and the same field of game theory and it's mm -hmm. usually always interesting to see that you have to make an action that is uh, that is the best response to all of the actions of the previous uh, of the of your opponent. Yeah. Like prisoner's dilemma is is the simplest. I actually simplest heard example about of this. it. My friends, when I was uh, like I had some econo economics student friend, and he was talking about game theory, and he gave me this example, and I I found it really interesting. If I could understand it, I would have taken it. But sorry, I am <laughs> world languages and literature student, so. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I used to think that prisoner's dilemma belongs to policy majors. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it? I guess it's something <laughs> that we share. It's our <laughs> thing, yeah. but yeah. I believe it's common for social sciences. I guess corruption is things that we also share. <laughs> Both of Absolutely true. Um, uh, I guess I guess game theory gives you a, a clear insight of how people tend to behave. So yeah. it's social science. So you can see that people um, we we usually consider them as rational rational agents. Yeah. Uh, so people know they want to increase their uh, happiness. Mm -hmm. So they behave in a certain way. So the prediction and models that we use through game theory are applicable to both economics and political science. What is a, what political science course did you enjoy the most? So it was science, technology, and international affairs, um, and also I say I could say the course uh, three hundred level course um, nationalism by Professor Karashenk. Uh It was mm. wholly discussion based course. Well, we read. Um, many readings and then we discussed them but it was interesting to see um how nationalist movements work in uh through a decolonial lens that's happening here in central asia right now and that started to happen back uh, when african countries um, became independent so yeah and uh, to see uh, what's going now in ukraine also through nationalist movement view yeah so probably pretty much every course I took except political theory courses uh, for all first year uh, students mm -hmm. I would say you have to go through this experience <laughs> and for some of you it will not be rewarding so be prepared but uh, yeah well it's interesting still you also mentioned like one professor and I think this professor has like corona net so and I came up with the question, so what kind of opportunities maybe students have, maybe some kind of array stuff that they can do like in the university while they're in the university? Okay, so um, we have plenty of uh, professors who are doing their research right now. Well, let's start from Karashenk. So mm -hmm. the prof Professor Karashenk is now uh, still doing the Coronet project and pretty much anyone from uh, and you can join that, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I'm taking it right now. <laughs> oh, I am. I do too. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so we can talk about it. Yeah. So um, also, uh, you can. I think there is also such an opportunity when you come up with an idea for a paper. Uh, for instance, you took a class with a professor, and you thought that, well, uh, I'm interested in writing about, uh, I don't know, nuclear safety of Central Asia region, and what people think about it. And then you come up to your professor and say, well, uh, professor, 
um, I think I did good in your class. <laughs> Maybe we could do research together. <laughs> and then you make a research proposal and the professor will see uh, if it works or if it doesn't. Also, um, there are some ongoing projects. I believe my friends from um, took courses with just Professor Jessica Neffi and she took her students to uh, a field trip all over Kazakhstan. Whoa. So they went to North Kazakhstan and so pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they took interviews uh, from locals and uh, they went even to rural places. And uh, well, from what they say, it's quite interesting. So uh, I think in, as policy major, you have plenty of things to go to. Um, as an economic student, I'm currently a part of uh, several research projects ah. that are going on in the economics department and are being offered by the economics professors. So I'm taking ones with uh, Professor Dana Badrakulova and Professor Andrei Tkachenko um, that I've Dana Podarkulova is my advisor, uh, and Professor Andrei Tachenko is uh, the professor that taught international trade. Mm-hmm. That was one of the, um, the courses that I enjoyed most. And it's really interesting because uh, now I have to pursue some skills in data data analytics. So it's it's right. a work in Python, or uh, visit some libraries, some local libraries uh, that I guess at NU, you always think that everything is available online. And it's a common <laughs> misconception here uh, in Kazakhstan that you have to physically, for example, visit the archive and access some data. And it's really interesting being uh, being covered in papers just to oh. just to research some, uh, it's it was a stereotype that I was, I had that I had about the researchers, and now I face it myself. <laughs> uh, the Corona Net, as Adia outlined or Karlash outlined, uh, is a really enjoying experience that I'm currently taking. So we have a deadline coming in a, in a week, and we have to uh, make make the 500 points milestone. And it's really complex, you know. Also, in terms of research, uh, it all started with that I've emailed my professor. Mm-hmm. I sent an email to my professor um, that I get, I got a good grade um, in mm-hmm. passing your course. Can I get a reference letter? And he said, oh. it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I have to give it based on some work. And on the course, I don't see the, the work that you do in detail. So what about you take the research? Mm-hmm. What about you do the research, and then I can uh, basically refer to you as a hard working person and yeah. etc. So that was um, that was a really interesting start for me, and it currently continues. So it's it's really cool. As we are wrapping up, and you already started giving great advice. So, what advice would you give to students? Uh, who are choosing between like these two majors, economics or political science. And since Adia started giving some good advice, I started with Adia. <laughs> okay, so um, I remember myself being in my first year and uh, deciding between world languages, economics and political science as my, the lo- as my last choice. Mm. And when the time came and I had to declare a major, I chose political science major. And I'm telling you the truth. I regret it sometimes, and some I, and I can't say that I got rid of these regrets. Um, well, this happens, but at the same time, I appreciate uh, the set of skills that political science major gives me because I do understand that now I'm thinking faster. I can deal with um, big uh, piles of data in like in an hour, 
well, it will require lots of work, but I, I do know that I can. And uh, yeah, so, but at the same time, I would also say my first advice again would be to lower your expectations because as poli-sci majors, um, again, there are lots of myths about us yeah. that uh, we sit at Starbucks and do nothing, but at the same time, it requires lots of work. So we have lots of uh, papers to write and lots of readings to read. And um, all of it requires attention and uh, constant self-development. But um, Again, all of this might sound scary, but at the same time, it's very much interesting and rewarding experience because um, in poli-sci major, you can, in one class, you can study the political system of uh, communist China. And in the next class, you learn about uh, and debate about uh, nationalist movements in Central Asia. So you have plenty of choices and plenty of opportunities to learn. And uh, also we have great professors and uh, I would advise to uh, the students the first years to reach for advice if you feel like it, because um, in our department, I'm so proud of our professors, like all of them, and I believe that if you struggle to choose, uh, if you th we struggle to uh, understand if poli-sci is your thing or not, you could reach for advice, and uh, I, I think that they would help you um, always. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. What about Madi? Do you have anything to add? I guess uh, for economics, it's especially at NU, you have a plenty of time to realize if you want to study economics or not. So you have to declare, um, you have to uh, take three courses. So it will be um, Mass 161, it will be an introduction to microeconomics and macroeconomics. And you have to pass them with a good grade. It will be yeah. B plus. B minus and, uh, and higher. Uh, so you have a plenty of time to actually ask yourself if you really want to study economics and does it interest you? Being a peer tutor in Introduction to Macroeconomics myself, okay. uh, many of people are actually asking some personal questions during the sessions like, does it really applicable? Would it be useful to me? And if you ask those questions, then you are generally not being confident that you are that you like the economics, and it might be not not a really a smart decision to choose it right way. Uh, because mm -hmm. I had the experience in engineering, uh, I had the one semester, and yeah. I didn't find it uh, I didn't find it suitable to me. So I chose the economics right now. And uh, my second piece of advice would be that in economics, if you see someone with good academic standing, uh, there is no secret. He's not he's not cheating. He's not uh, doing something specially. It's always the hard work and dedication and consistency mm -hmm. in maintaining good grades, fighting for every percent. Oh. Uh, uh, when you go to appeals, you're really uh, you're really terrified that you might actually end up with a lower grade that you had before you go for oh an appeal. God. And it's always a trade-off in your uh, in your head. So the, these are those people who are, who are fighting for. So there's always a hard work that you put in uh, the put in the courses and to complete it. So economics is really enjoying for myself and for many people who take it. So I advise you to think about it in a in a thorough detail. Yeah, and uh, talking of um, academic standing, uh, I think in both of our majors, because of they are very competitive, it's always about the peer pressure, right. and it starts from True. the very first days of university. 
uh, because while well, you watch uh, people's LinkedIn's LinkedIn profiles mm-hmm. and all of the achievements that they have, they have like them every day, that internship, this internship from the very first day of the university life. I mean, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. I mean, it's okay to have doubts about your major and whether you chose the right one or not. It's okay to doubt, have doubts about whether um, whether you belong to the place or to the major or to life, whatever. So um, yeah, it's okay. So just try things, do your thing and work hard. And uh, I believe it will work out most of the times it does. So yeah. Yeah, I agree to that completely. It's it's always the path from the person who is being pressured to becoming the source of pressure when you actually uh, have some success and you share it on social media. Um, so it's a, it's a great advice that I'm absolutely confined with. Yeah, thank you. And in the end, no one knows what they're doing. So yes. like 100%. I we agree. just do some things and we just try them. So, so yeah, just work hard and just... Don't forget about your mental health. Yeah, so that's that's a good point. <laughs> Sports, <laughs> that's really important. And thank you guys for those insightful information about your majors and also like great advice. I think freshman students will really enjoy it. This podcast, yeah. And uh, to all our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope that. Uh, we have given you valuable insights into these two majors and give you good advice. So stay tuned until the next exciting episode and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.